Hey, 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 listeners, welcome back to yet another episode of Cables, Coffee, and Curveballs. I got that right? You got it right. Sorry. I got that right. episode and you got it right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there finally. we go. We're coming live to you again from Infocom 23, Orlando, sunny Florida. And we have two very special guests with us today, Britt and Craig from Moray, Moravian, 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 Moravian. Moravian. English is not my first this language. This is why we let the guests introduce themselves. George. Also very fair. So let's stick to that route. We're going to let you guys introduce yourselves as opposed to me trying and then butchering it. You go first. Okay, my name is Craig Underwood. I'm the director of AV Engineering at Moravian University. Hey, 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 Craig. That's me. And I'm also the membership chair at TETMA, the Higher Education Tech Managers Alliance. Excellent. All right. All right, so I am Britt Yenser. I am the director of event technology at Moravian University. I am the communications chair of HETMA, the Higher Education Technology Managers Alliance. And I also have a podcast, Brave Space. So I am the host of Brave Space. Maybe someday we'll be on that show too, right? I would love for you to be on that show. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um, I just don't record anything live because I cannot be live. We it needs to be edited for we me. We don't allow that, yeah. Yeah, I am not allowed to be live. Um, so tell me, guys, what uh, you know? We're at Infocom. I'm sure you guys have uh, had the chance to walk the floors. What would you say has been your favorite part of the show so far, besides being on this podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, admittedly, it is very difficult to top being on your podcast. Yeah. So be that as as a given. Um, I would say the highlight so far is actually being on this podcast. Oh, well, look at that! Because, <laughs> To be honest, this is my very first podcast. Is that right? That I've been on. Excellent. Yes. That's a shame because you have an absolutely amazing podcast voice. Podcast voice. English is not my first language. That is because my voice is completely gone <laughs> from trying to talk over all of the just absolute amazingness that is Infocom 2023, especially this, here at the Hetma booth. AKA this insane party that's happening right now. Yeah, right around us. Yeah, his yeah. voice might be sec- uh, pretty cool. I think Justin from Crestron is definitely still number one. He's got that like smooth one, but Craig, you're, that, uh, see, yeah, I agree. You're, you got the natural, natural voice. You might have to give me a little welcome to 101 <laughs> Smooth Jazz Radio. <laughs> you're listening to Smooth Coffee, Curveballs, and okay, curve uh, coffee, curve coffee, and how, how much coffee? It, Oh, we need some more coffee. I need coffee Apparently, bad. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm saying these in the wrong order because... I do it all the time. That's me. Yeah. That's all good. Coffee, curse balls, and jazz? Curse or, balls. We could do that. Uh, curse balls. Oh, boy. That would be a great show. Oh, boy. So you're saying that I do not have a radio voice because I cannot speak? Not, listen, if there is a show, Coffee, Curse Balls, <laughs> I would be great on it. I could go live, no problem whatsoever. 150%. <laughs> right, I'm going to... I'm going to step back from the mic for a second here. Britt, what has been your favorite part besides uh, winning a couple of awards? Yeah, um, yeah, so kicked off with the Higher Ed AV Awards, where I won Higher Ed AV Professional of the Year, which I am so Hey, hey, hey. congratulations, you. awesome. So grateful for that. It is incredible. Um, and then passed my CTS on Tuesday. Congratulations. Sweet. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. So, I mean, those are major highlights. As far as the show floor goes, uh, you know, we have our podcast recordings, that's a given. Uh, but the floor itself, I really enjoyed, wait, are we allowed to name manufacturers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I really enjoyed getting to talk to the Zoom mm-hmm. because we've been trying to implement Zoom rooms on our campus, 
um, but because we're an Apple Distinguished School and all of the students and faculty have their own equipment, we're very BYOD, and we haven't quite figured out the best way to incorporate BYOD with Zoom Room. Mm -hmm. So being able to just talk in person with someone to say, like, this is my problem, please help me, that was incredible. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so now that you test upon Zoom Rooms, we're going to go right into this. I'm, I'm, and this is probably a very unpopular opinion. Are you going on high flex? You know I yeah, am. You, you know, know I am. He's I rolling his eyes at me. I'm not rolling your eyes. I agree with you. I, you know, I'm of the belief that it's time to move past high flex. It's time to come back into the classroom. Brit's rolling her eyes at me too. This is this is very scary. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't give my opinion. I mean, you said it in front of a room of 100 people today. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, that didn't go over well either. <laughs> maybe I should change my opinions. <laughs> hey, well, tell us why. Yeah, tell us why, George. All right, so I'm trying to find the short way to say this. I am always right. And <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> he's buying time. No, I'm buying time. he's just totally buying, buying time. time no, now. so no, for, for real. You know, I I am of the belief that it's time for experiential learning. Right? We need to come out of the traditional classroom where the students are listening to lecture and so on and so forth. And for that experiential learning, where the next level of next level of learning happens, it's going to be very hard to do that in a high flex setting. Wait, how do you define experiential learning? Absolutely hands on. That real world, get down, you know, do stuff kind of thing, right? So, for example, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, if you're in a nursing program, right? We have the anatomage. That's that well right? done. Anatomage yeah, yeah. table. Permanently in your right. It's like engraved in my head. Mm -hmm. I have to call that rich in the audience. <laughs> uh, rich, what was that thing that we have in mid called? Mid presentation yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, for that, the students go onto the table and they're actually looking at bodies on the, not literal bodies, <laughs> you know, uh, images that they could zoom in and, and dissect and all this kind of stuff and that experience. Or they have their, um, the sim lab, nursing sim labs where the uh, mannequins are there and they're administering the dose medicine with dosage and they're reacting accordingly so all you know things like that or computer science in a cybersecurity lab where they're sitting there and dealing with the situation room um, that sort of learning I, I feel and again maybe I'm just really old school I feel needs to happen in person George shameless plug though our MCA 165 our, our AV class fully experiential every week we're doing hey, the hey, lab hey. we got kids on the, uh, students on the floor crimping cables literally crimping cables putting live live streams together um, we did the AV Olympics as our final exam. Like th that's what we're trying to bring to pace more and really push. And in the program that we're building, uh, which is currently building up as a minor right now and hopefully eventually a major, it's fully experiential. The department we teach out of, everything's hands-on. George, you touched on it a few times in our yep. when we were here about the uh, attendance factor. We've gotten students first few weeks were a little dicey, but once they realized that you had to be there in class because we don't give makeup labs, if you're not there to do it in person and actually experience it in person, learning by doing, right? That's what our, our big presentation uh, also, theme was this morning. If you don't cut us off, we will keep going. Okay, well in that case, uh, <laughs> consider yourself cut off, and yeah, I will thank jump you. in here thank and uh, play the happy medium. See, I really think it depends. You okay. know, uh, there is definitely a, a case to be made that certain programs mm -hmm. can and should be in person because you, 
it's very difficult um, to learn how to properly wrap a cable over the internet, although I do have one of the most popular cable wrapping over-under methods on YouTube right now. Ah. Ah. Um, Maybe do a little plug, let everyone know where to find that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, on, on YouTube. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if you search over-under cable wrapping, I think his video is the first one that pops up. No, don't check that out. Noted. So, anyhow, but, uh, but I think there's also a case to be made. That, you know, point counterpoint. What about all the people that are working remote now in cybersecurity, you mm -hmm. know, and that are working from their bedrooms or their home offices? So, yeah. shouldn't we then be teaching them how to work from home by demonstrating how to work from home, right? So there. That's oh. experiential. So yeah. by working over mm -hmm. Zoom, that is by definition experiential learning for that program. Sure. Fair so, point. So, yeah. By the way, it's uh, anatomage. <laughs> oh, oh, I believe. Thank so, you. You might be right. English is not my first language. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, fair. Then again, I'm not sure what my first language is either. <laughs> it's okay. It's All good, Georgie. It's curse balls. Curse balls. Well, yes. well, well. I'm going to use that forever now. No oh, man. English is not my first language. We're going to have to redo the intro over and over again on all our future podcasts now because you're going to have that in your head, George. Um, so you guys were also at the ETC conference in, uh, in New York at Pace University. Um, do you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share about that, about the show? Thank you so much again for making the trek up, yeah. up right? Up or across? What is it? Across, across. over. Across, across over. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Over the bridge to Grandma's house. Yeah. Over the bridge yeah. to Grandma's yeah. house, yes. <laughs> there was a bridge involved. There was, I think. yeah. yeah. Might have or been a couple, a tunnel. Right? A tunnel. I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere. So, what 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 did you guys think about the show? What, what was your takeaway? Um, you know, are you a part of ETC? Do you enjoy it? Uh, what is it that you like about ETC? You know, I'm the incoming president, so I'd like to get to get president-elect shamelessly uh, promoting it. Well, I think the uh, the listserv was very valuable. Okay. The fact that it's not just hiring, but it's mm -hmm. also a lot of other folks too. So it you know it's a different flavor than what Hema offers. It's complimentary, of course. Right. And uh, you know, just being there and, and seeing the presentations and what was going on, like, hey, this is a really great community as well. And we're really fortunate to have our CIO in attendance as well. Right. And the second we got back, he's like, you know, go sign up for that. Yeah. Awesome. That was so awesome. I did. That's awesome. So That's now awesome. We're, we are official members. So That's Educational Technology Collaborative, folks. It's great. You should sign up, too. Everybody should sign up. Everybody should. Wait, I'm the president. I'm the incoming president. Incoming president. Sorry, Donnie. Donnie's the president right now. Uh, and hope you guys are coming to USC. Uh, you, USC, yes. USC, if you can. I know we talked about this a little earlier, but... We would love to. I don't know if it's in the cards, but we would love to. You know, what was so powerful for me to come and see you all is I was a first-generation college student, and I didn't really have a lot of experience with colleges or universities, even up until now. I work on the campus where I went to school. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity to just see another campus and how you operate yeah. and what your students are like was really valuable to me. Yeah. Were you saying something? No, I was just going to say sh uh, shout out to our student, our our, st our star student. Uh, we allowed to, uh, we, oh, can we drop CC? Yeah, we're going to drop names. Yeah. Um, who attended ETC. Um, she's one of the, the students that has was in our inaugural class. Um, and she is currently in the process of switching majors from education. I don't know if she's, she's switching to something in communications, but she wants to take the AB minor. That's how interested she is 
Um, and I'd like to think or hope that taking the class with us, and she took a whole day off from other classes to come down to the ETC conference, with permission, of course, because she's a star student. Um, but shout out to her for, for that as well, because we're that's that's exactly what we're trying to do with the program we're building. And the fact that she attended a professional development event is, is pretty cool, because I don't think I attended anything like that until I was a few years into the industry. You know, at the end of the semester, we actually gave them the see um evicta entry level uh exam we let them take it and you have to get an 80 to pass it and interestingly she was the first one that got i think she got like an 82 great and she was like you know what i'm not happy with it no no she didn't she got us she got like a 77 or something she oh, just missed it, it. you got to get an 80 the evicta the av certified tech one she said she studied so much and she was uh, we gave them the option if they want to stick around they could take it again oh i just take it again in the next few weeks like she stood sat there and retook the whole test over again and improved her score from like a mid 70s to eight you know whatever I it think was, she was in the higher 80s yeah. when yeah. it was all yeah. Done. yeah on on the spot so you know it's funny because i just like you pace graduate i walked into the office cuz i needed uh, you know weekend money Let's go with weekend money. I work. It's happy hour. I need a beer money. Let's call it what it was, right? And the uh, rest is history. But I think that's what our field is for the most part. Um, Britt, I'd like to hear from you. You know, we are teaching next generation or whatever it is, trying to foster that AV education with the students. Um, what advice would you give Rich and me uh, as we, to open up, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. Even this booth, you look around, it's primarily a male-dominant industry. What advice would you give Rich and me, uh, Rich and I, what is the right way to say it? I don't know. Rich and I. Rich and I, to, you know, encourage young uh, women to join the industry or be a part of the industry and how to mentor them, so to speak. Yeah, that's a great question, and I certainly don't have like a clear linear answer. I think that you kind of have to throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind is just putting yourselves out there in your community and making students aware of who you are and what you do. I think it's so easy for tech managers to be locked in their rooms or, you know, even myself, like I do events, I'm around the campus, but I'm so focused on what I'm doing. I don't always stop to see the larger picture and interface. So the more that you can talk to students and pull them in and just let them know who you are and what you do and build that personal connection, that can really help you to draw in a wide variety of students. That, that's yeah. So no. we have we we have our homework to do is what you're saying. <laughs> um, and by we I mean Rich because George doesn't do homework even do to homework. this day. No. No. Well, the, the ironic thing, I mean, it could have just been by pure luck, but we were we were encouraged by the fact that, I, I don't remember the exact number, 12, 13 of our 20 students in our initial class that just ran were female. So um, I haven't checked this semester yet for what's uh, going, but as a, as a, also as a girl dad, I, that, that, you know, like, it gives me, um, it, it warms my, it's heartwarming to me that this movement is occurring now and that we're talking about it. And, um, and, you know, for my girls who are, grow are growing up in a very different era, obviously, uh, being eight and four, they're in green with the technology. I think uh, Tony put it best this morning. They, they have a, 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 
devices as basically appendages from the time they're two years old, basically, for, for lack of a better silly analogy. Um, so they're growing up in a different realm of things. But, um, you know, as they get older, that can be an advantage for them in, in getting into these fields that, are, as George mentioned, traditionally male-dominated. Well, I think it will certainly be interesting to see because what I've noticed is a lot of, you know, these young people who, like you said, they're very used to technology. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're comfortable with it. They're very much consumers of technology, yeah. but they're not necessarily ready and comfortable with operating and understanding how it works. And, you know, it's a challenge because by the time they get to us, there might be this level of discomfort that's already in place. Like a lot of young women feel like, unless I can be perfect at it, I am afraid of it. And so I think there's a huge like mindset that has to shift in some way of like for young women to let them know it does not have to be perfect. You can give it a try. It can be fun, mm -hmm. you know, and just pull them in with that. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is another one of those things where it might not be very popular, but you know, I I like to believe, and I tell all my students, it really is okay to fail. Yeah. Yes. Because that's how Absolutely. you get. You're never gonna get perfection, but that's how you're gonna get better each time with everything you do, and you're gonna find a new way to do it, and you're gonna get there eventually, yeah. no matter what happens. And yeah. to your point of experiential learning, you know, part of that is how many of us say, "Oh, I learned by failing." Like, mm -hmm. all right, well, let's fail in a safe space where it's like you're not gonna get fired if you fail. Like right. part of failing, you fail forward. Right. To steal some of Brit's uh, phrases that I learned from her, so, you know. And it, it's just, fail forward. I like that. Fail I like forward. That. Right. Because you take that and you learn from it. You know, like if you fail and just keep failing. Well, maybe that really is failing backwards, right? right? But every time you fail, you're like, hmm, that didn't feel good. I'm going to not do that. I'm going to change something so I don't fail yeah. in the same way. Maybe. So, yeah. so you learn from it and you change what you do. And yeah. So, um, Because yeah, how many of us in AV have learned the largest lessons from a massive failure, right? right? That was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to repeat that again. So yeah, we try and share those experiences with sure. our students so that they can hopefully avoid those, but yeah. learn from them. But then you know, if they do run into something, they fail. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you my, my little story. When I uh, initially, when I left Pace and I went to the corporate world for a couple of years and I had to go into the multipurpose space. This is, you know, a long time ago. So we were talking about rear projection TVs. Um, Let's not put a date on it, Rich. I know you're wanting to, but let's not. Itching, George. I'm itching. Um, but, you know, somebody asked me to change the bulb, change the lamp on, on, on a TV. I've changed lamps and projectors a million times, right? I'm like a young guy, head full of hair back then, <laughs> you know, coming out of school. I think I know everything there is to know about AV, and I go behind that wall. Holy crap, I've never seen anything like that in my life. There were ladders. There were... There were lifts in the TV, and I was, what? you know, this is week one on the job. And I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> Needless to say, I broke at least two bulbs, <laughs> which is probably why I will not name the company I work for. Um, <laughs> did not tell anyone. But eventually I got it. <laughs> eventually I got the bulb changed, right? But you didn't break three bulbs. Nope, yeah, the third go. one so got there in. You yeah. go. So that's a win. I like it. That's Actually, I don't remember, but I'm going to stick to two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about... You've talked about being a perfectionist. I'm still a perfectionist at heart, but I think over the last few years, I finally have gotten to a point where I realized I have to channel that opposite of being, what's the opposite of being a perfectionist? I don't know. I have to channel that. Me? Mm, 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 mm. Um, 
No, but you, ha you have to be able to take failures in stride. I like that. Fall, what is it? Fall, fail forward? Fail, fail forward. forward. I like that. You should trademark that. You trademark that yet? You know, I originally learned that when I was a Teach for America Corps member. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. But um, I, I like to instill that in my kids, my, my girls, our students, um, and, you know, even folks that are looking to learn something new in technology. Like, it doesn't, like, let's try it out. Let's see if it works. Because if it does, great. If it doesn't, also fine. And that took me a while to get over that hump in my own head. And I still battle with that, honestly. Uh, you know, I have hesitation with trying things because I don't want to fail. So I think I think that's a natural thing, but I, ha I definitely would admit to being a perfectionist in, in general. So, tough. But it's also really good to keep trying things just, just for sharpening your troubleshooting skills in, in AV. So let's take it to you know, directly to what we do every day, right? And just you know, trying to figure things out oh, this didn't work. Well, let me try it a different way. Let me try it a different way. And so you just learn all these different skills or different ways of doing things that maybe it didn't work for this, but hopefully it'll work for something else. And yeah. it just, you know, just continually sharpens that that uh, skill set. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to, do you want to move into the... Yeah, we should move, let's move, let's move to the fun questions. Yeah, oh. the fun questions. We've still got about eight minutes to go. And so let's... Questions, so you guys <laughs> Good. Kick them up. Kick it off, Georgie. All right, so which one is it going to be? Oh, do you want to uh, kick it off with? If you could have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? Oh, goodness. Uh, Brit, why Too boring? You want to pick another uh, one? I don't know, because... It, uh, mm, mm. How about number eight, George? How are you defining a historical figure? <laughs> uh... All right, let's go to number eight. Then. <laughs> well done. <laughs> let's find a different one. I get that out. Nope. Uh, if you had a time machine, would you go to the past or the future, and which time period would you visit? Mm, that's a better one. Would you go to the past or would you go to the future? I mean, is Back to the Future 1 or Back to the Future 3? <laughs> Obviously 3 with the train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That is true. The flying train is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like you're not supposed to mess with the space-time continuum anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to travel in time because I will mess something up. Like, if I go back, I'll come back to the present time and, like... The world will be destroyed or something. You bring back a baby pterod pterodactyl and you go, oh, look at this cute little bird. And then all of a sudden it, like, you know, oh you my know, goodness. does something really bad. I would bring back the sports encyclopedia and then gamble every day. What? 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 Who said that? Okay, Biff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're sticking with that theme, right? Are we? Yeah, well. I like this one. Um, so this is going to be tough because a couple of things are off the board already. Hmm. We've been asking each oh. of our guests what... Okay, this could be... Work life, professional, uh, personal, whatever, any type of technology, what gadget could you not live without? However, the caveat is iPhone slash smartphone has already been taken. iPads. iPads, laptop, wireless headphones. What was the last one? Somebody gave a good one. What did Weaver give us? Didn't she give us like a... Oh, Keurig. Oh, her Keurig. Keurig. We, d we decided that counted as technology because coffee... Hmm, hello. Yeah, I think so. I'd go with a Keurig too. But. Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, I'm yeah. not really a Keurig you got, person. Yeah, but you guys like, are in a tough spot because a lot of the obvious ones are off the board. But, yeah. it, you know, but think it, it doesn't have to be like your traditional, it could be any type of technology. I mean, I've got it. Do you have one? Uh, all right, so let's hear Brits, and I'll give Craig a second to think yeah, about it. Yeah, all right, so mine, and this is going to be disturbing to some people, but mine is my VCR. 
Wow. Because huh. we, my husband and I, are huge collectors of physical media. Oh. We do have a collection of VHS tapes. Okay. And, right. I mean, there's just this, like, sweet nostalgic factor to it of, like, I'm going to watch this movie on tape. And it's such awful quality, <laughs> and it doesn't fill my whole TV. And I love everything about nice. it. I was going to ask you: Is it the grains or is it the yeah. bars that yeah. make y'all make it's, you happy? Yeah, it's the whole experience. Grain. It's the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the most unique answer we've gotten so far. Yeah, yeah. I nice. don't think well anyone else is going to pick that. So kudos to awesome. you on that one. That's Got a good it. one. That's a good one. All right. So I'm thinking about what I do outside of work. Yeah. Right. So if I'm outside of work, you know, what technology do I still need? Or like, the more I thought about, it, the more I'm like, well, if I don't have any technology, that would actually be kind of nice. Until I get to weekend chores. So hmm. like, if you get rid of like the lawnmower, I have to go like one of those push mechanical rotary ah. blade mowers. That would make my weekends really unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. Well so done. So I think let's let's go with lawnmower. I like if it. That counts well as technology. Done. Absolutely. Oh, motor technology. Why Absolutely. Not? Yeah. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Is my dad would be proud of that. My dad runs his own landscaping business for yeah. uh, a living. And now your dad can listen to yeah. us because we yeah. talked about it. I don't know if he listens to our podcast. Probably not. Do you listen I to my podcast? my dad doesn't. <laughs> my dad's like, I hear you all day. I don't need to listen to <laughs> Coffee, <laughs> curse balls, and lawnmowers. There we go. That's the oh, title. man. Oh, man. We're going to have some competition, George. Yeah. Maybe your dad and my dad are going to start a podcast now. I'm not sure anyone wants to listen to my dad. <laughs> That's mean. All right, last question. Sorry, Dad. I love you. Um, we asked this to everybody, present company excluded, of course. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite bald guy of all time? Actor, musician. We have an answer that we hope everybody gives because we have our favorite. Um, you have the is, one guaranteed answer. Who is your favorite? I mean, I could give you a hint based on what's going on here. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I pick Craig Allen Underwood? Absolutely. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a balding AV Yeah, guy. he's not entirely there. Yeah. yeah there, there's enough that isn't That's there. Fair. Uh, how, how much is, you know, how much qualifies to being bald, right? No, like I don't think you. I think like when you take pictures, your hair still shows. Fair. So. For now. Yeah. This year. Yeah. I'll come back on next year, yeah. next season. Georgie, who's our guy? Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. We are big fans of Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is the absolute perfect answer for us. Yeah. Yeah. So. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, listen, thank you guys for taking a few minutes to, to chat with us. How can uh, people get in touch with you? Oh, I'm, I'm starting. Okay. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save the best for last. So. Uh, Craig Underwood, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm occasionally on Twitter, but mainly LinkedIn. Craig A. Underwood. I think if you Google that, you'll find me. And YouTube as well, right? And YouTube. Care about that video. The I'm going to go, check, cabling, gonna go right? check that out. Okay, yes, here's a hint. If you look for a YouTube username, PHY350, uh -huh. stands for Physics 350, which was the name of the course that I used to teach, ah, audio ah. electronics. There we go. So I just threw it on there. So if you can find it, great. So that's your, that's your search and find assignment for this week. On it. I love that. All right, so I am on LinkedIn as Britt Yemser. I am also on Twitter as Brave Britt. And my podcast has a Twitter, Brave Space. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, these are obviously, you know, quick hits uh, that we have for, for Infocom. And we would love to have you guys on the show when season two comes as actual guests on the show. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, take care. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us.